I'm Graham West, Disability Sector Consultant at National Disability Service. This podcast is a shortened version of the episode in which Sarah Fordyce, Victorian State Manager at NDS, talks with Terry Simmons, Chief Executive from Urella. This is about the changing COVID landscape for providers and how Urella is approaching COVID now that it's becoming an endemic and that the virus will be present in our community for the foreseeable future. Check out the full version with Terry's expanded answers by clicking the link in this podcast description. First up, Terry tells us about Urella and touches on some of the challenges and opportunities that providers face with COVID becoming endemic. Urella is maybe the oldest, um, certainly a very well-known disability provider in Victoria, over 102 years of operating. We offer services into uh, group homes, community settings and community activities, employment services. We've got a range of allied and other health services as well. It's important to start with the people that we serve. There are plenty of papers now from overseas, mostly dating to earlier variants of COVID, but they certainly all point to increased inherent risk for people with a disability. In general, Australia has done pretty well, I would say, overall in terms of mortality for people with disabilities. Um, The largest study of young people with intellectual disability in Australia, which found they live with higher risk of heart disease related to physical activity, diet, stress, etc., Um, these things are absolutely going to increase the risk and the outcomes um, of COVID for our community. So um, the vaccination uptake has been excellent. We have always found um, our clients and families, um, they're very engaged with information. Um, So there is some research on this. People with disabilities are tend to be more engaged with information about COVID than people without disabilities. That, I think, is an opportunity, actually. Um, the fact that we have a community that's really engaged and very active in, in, in promoting health and helping to manage the, the, the situation that we're all dealing with. Next, Terry mentions considerations that providers need to apply when creating strategies and processes for this changing landscape. I mean, the first, the first thing I'd say, and maybe the most important thing, is that there's no set and forget that we can't just sort of follow the fact sheets and, 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 and just do what we're told in terms of that public health advice. Disability providers, I think, need to be very actively listening to our communities to understand what that advice means for them and be prepared to tailor and adapt constantly in response to that. So listening to communities uh, and, the, and the impact that that public health advice has on them is very important. Terry now covers some strategies that Urella has explored when faced with the idea of COVID becoming endemic. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's so many things, but I might, I might touch on a few. Um, the, the, the first is about support for our staff. Staff described two separate outbreaks they've dealt with over the last six months. They said they found it difficult now to talk about it because they, they felt like they had PTSD after the experience. It was so difficult for them, isolating um, within the home, within their own homes, um, privately with their families in order to protect uh, their families and also protect the workplace uh, and, the, and, and the residents. So I guess we're continually thinking about how to properly support our staff. Um, we have had for some time financial incentives in place for staff who are working in COVID-positive environments. The, the second one is about what I might say called call central versus devolved management of outbreaks in the organisation. We have for most of the last couple of years had a fairly centralised approach to managing outbreaks. And that was kind of okay, I suppose, um, for the first few waves, and then was completely broken uh, with Omicron because of the scale of the outbreaks. So it was a reminder for us that we needed to move to a more devolved approach where we really 
and provide advice and support to local management teams and then trust them to apply the advice. We're thinking about how to provide more individualised services, often outside of centres and out in the community. Um, so it is both more COVID safe and also probably better in terms of, of, of outcomes and inclusion overall. So that's another thing I guess we're in the process of doing and really enjoying watching, watching how that kind of evolves. To finish off, here are some key points from Terry's advice for those trying to work out next steps in this environment. I think that I think that public health advice has to be seen as um, change management. This is an exercise in, in helping people change behaviours um, and therefore a lot more effort's got to go into how those messages are communicated. And if we're talking about people living with a disability, their carers and families, and the workforce in the disability sector, you know, who speak many different languages, come from a range of cultural backgrounds, have a wide range of, of professional qualifications, but many of them no professional qualifications at all. We have to think very hard about how that how those messages are translated. So my message to government would be to make the extra investment in getting people with lived experience uh, and people from the workforce in the room to add that extra step of how do we translate this into something that will actually be taken up and understood uh, in, the, in the community more generally. So the second one's about the built environment. I mean, I know the Victorian government, for example, has in the past had uh, grant annual grant programs for shade sales for schools and childcare centres. We should have a shade sale program for disability and other residential services that provides uh, safe outdoor, you know, safer outdoor areas that are comfortable for people um, that, that allow them to get out of their out of their kind of indoor environments. The third and final point I'll make is, is and this relates to COVID becoming endemic, we have to put COVID in the context of heart disease, um, other respiratory conditions, other infectious diseases, cancer, a whole range of other health conditions. And as soon as we appreciate that COVID's not a kind of, um, you know, a, a temporary thing, but actually it's here forever, but so is cancer and so is heart disease. So let's think about them all together. That's probably my final point I'd make. To hear the full episode with Terry, Here's a link in this podcast description. For more information and resources, head to the NDS COVID-19 Hub on the NDS website.